We are officially five weeks into the college football season. We're here at the turn at week six. We have an awesome show for you. We apologize we weren't here last week, but we're back in better than ever. Uh, we got Will and Addison with us this week. We'll start with Addison, like the alphabet goes with A. How you doing today, Addison? Fabulous. I have a new puppy dog. And um, today, I guess I can I can share this news. I was named vice president of the Ole Miss Young Alumni Committee. That's awesome, Addison. Let's Big go. Shot. Um, I hope y'all can both make it to Oxford by 5.30 Friday for the happy hour at Back Nine. Tickets are $15. Okay. Can I just then know you for that, or do I have to sign up somewhere? No, no, you have to actually like go on there and buy. You get like you get an actual uh, ticket um for the event that like yeah. like goes in your apple wallet like it's, it's oh it's, that's official yeah yeah. yeah yeah so uh you have to actually go on to the uh to go on there and buy your ticket uh it's 15 ahead 20 dollars at the door all proceeds go to um our uh scholarship and um you also get uh, at least one free drink and hors d'oeuvres while you're there. Wow. And I assume, and I assume access to all the games. That's pretty awesome, Will. You, got, you might have to make it earlier than when you were saying. Work doesn't allow. Someone's got to audit. Someone has where are, you, to. where are you working Friday? Are you in location somewhere? I'll be in Jackson. In location somewhere? No, at, at, at my office. If you can work remote, you can come here, work from Oxford. You can come Thursday night. He's thinking about it. Ooh, that's very tempting. I'll explore, I'll explore the possibilities night. tomorrow. Yeah. You can come Thursday night and work from home Friday. Yeah. We'll see. I'll let you know. Well, the offer, the offer is there. <laughs> it's going to be perfect weather this weekend. It's going to be like the high, high on Friday is 80. The high on Saturday is like 67. Yeah, I'm wearing up like a pullover to the game. I got to see if I have a powder blue one or something. So I got a uh, – I remember when I went in uh, Nielsen's on the square last – this past Sunday. Okay. Um, got me a new pair of slacks, and Sweet. I got a powder blue new pullover that I'll now get to wear on Saturday. Yeah, so is out. it going to be its debut? Out on the town? Yeah. I That's mean, awesome. you have to wear it right now. Yeah, absolutely. So, yes. Sweet. 6.30 kickoff for that game. That'll be fun. We'll get to that a little bit later. But without further ado, we have a couple just general college football discussions to um, to hash out. We'll start with our top 10, leaving the first month of football. Will, I see yours on there. There's no shocker at number one, but I'll let you go first. Well, we'll start at reverse order. I kind of have a surprise team at number 10. Uh, most, I think the AP poll has them like at 14. Is that Washington State? Yes. They have them at 13 in the AP. 13. Washington State has beaten two top 25 teams on the road, Wisconsin, and then they beat Oregon State. Hold on. Wisconsin is not a top 25 team. Wisconsin was ranked 18 when they played them. 
They knocked them out of the top 25. That's Wisconsin's one loss. So, um, regardless, they beat Oregon State. They did. They have a tough test against UCLA this week. So, Pac 12, I think, is going to start to cannibalize itself here soon. Mm-hmm. I put these tied. I know in order, the way I did it was the one that won. But Ohio State and Notre Dame are very interchangeable to me. In fact, if Notre Dame just knew how to play with 11 players, it could be a different story. Higher on this list. Okay. Number The next two are also interchangeable, and we'll find out next week about Oregon and Washington. I have So I have them at seven and – I got to count ten, nine, eight, seven and six. Penn State at five. That defense is incredible. Yeah, it's good. They'll have offensive questions. Number four, I just have them there out of respect, is Georgia. Um, They just keep winning, and they've won the last two national titles, so they get the benefit of the doubt. Florida State probably has the best resume. They've beaten Clemson and LSU. And then – I can't see as anonymous squirrel is typing on Me. Google Docs. Oh, my bad, Thomas. Um, okay. Then I have Texas. Then I have uh, Texas at two, and then number one, of course, Michigan. Michigan, the most points they've allowed all season in a game seven. I heard a crazy stat today to where. No team has been inside the 10-yard line against Michigan's defense. Michigan's not playing great teams, but they're doing what they're supposed to do to these bad teams. They are suffocating them. um, Joe Clapp put it best. It's like being in a cage with a uh, boa constrictor. Death is imminent. So I think Michigan's just going to continue rolling. Until they get to Penn State. That's it. Okay. I mean, I want to shit on you for Michigan, but I can't. Um, I'll go in reverse order as well, and then we'll finish with Addison. I have Alabama at number 10. I don't really – I mean, I don't know. The 10th slide, you can put whoever. I don't really think Alabama deserves number 10, but I struggle with who else I would put there. At the moment, they're playing better after South Florida. Apparently, Milrose got some sort of hamstring issue. Uh, my two roommates are kind of worried about that going into Texas A&M. After that, I have Southern Cal, followed by two other Pac-12 teams with Oregon and Washington. And then we have two Big Ten teams with Penn State and Ohio State. And then the final, the four, UGA, Texas, Florida State, and then Michigan. Yeah, I think the top seven. Uh, do we have the exact same top seven? All of us. Yeah, I think we do, and yep. I think the top seven. I think the top seven is um, no matter who's doing this. I don't think I don't know if the top seven teams right now are, are debatable. Yeah, um, one of those teams will win a title. Win the title. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I would be surprised if the national championship did not come from the top seven. I would be very shocked. I mean, it's crazy because there's only one SEC team in it. Yeah, and I'm not sure they 
based on merit, they're in it for me. Yeah. Um, but I've got – so I'll start at one and go to ten. I've got Florida State one, Texas two, Penn State three, Michigan four, Washington five, Oregon six, Georgia seven, Ohio State eight, Notre Dame nine, Alabama ten. I really hate putting Ohio State ahead of Notre Dame because Notre Dame should have won that game. Yep. Kind of thought they were the better team. Um. Ohio State's also been very vanilla on offense this year. They're not pushing the ball down the field, taking many risks. Yeah, they don't have the quarterback to do it. If you say so. Um, and I, I, so Notre Dame nine, Alabama ten. I still think Alabama's one of the ten best teams in the country. Mm. You won't be they're saying that after this, this week. They're a bubble top ten team. Will thinks Bama's going to get beat this week. Handedly. Oh, you don't have Bama in yours. No, he doesn't. Who do you have that we don't? Washington State. Washington State. That's Will trying to be cute. Underdog, who's an underdog this week. It, it was me trying to be cute. I was trying to find something different. And they deserve the respect as of now. They do. Cam Ward's a great quarterback. He's doing really well there. There They've was a time where I had dreams about him going to Ole Miss. Uh, Washington State has been impressive. I'd agree with that. We'll move on to the next portion unless any of y'all have other thoughts or concerns about the top 10. But I think like what you said, Addison, top seven is pretty solid. The national championship is 90% more than likely going to happen to be one of those respective teams. And then the last three are just kind of like whatever. There's probably eight teams you could put that top 10. Do y'all think y'all's top four on this will be the four teams in the playoff? No, I think a Pac-12 team is going to go in now that I'm looking at it. I think I think the Pac-12 is going to beat up on itself too too much. It's also fair. I think FSU and Georgia are going to lose a game, however that affects things. I think Michigan and Texas run the table. but Who's going to beat Florida State at this point? North Carolina? Uh, Miami. Miami. Almost. They were, they were one I was considering. For that tenth spot, yeah, um, I could see my top four being the being the four at the end. You think they get? You think the Big Ten gets two teams? And I'm not, and I don't have an SEC team in there. Yeah. After what I've seen from Georgia, Georgia uh, had to lose twice. I think Georgia might lose twice. Well, the SEC is just not my preseason prediction was Georgia loses to Ole Miss, and that's so. Uh, and they've still got – we'll know we'll know who Georgia really is this weekend. Yeah. Georgia's, Georgia is going to show us who they are this weekend. It's cont- – uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Kentucky's okay. a real football team. Though. Kentucky's pretty good, Will. They're a real football team. Kentucky is what they always are. They do this all the time. Look at Mark Stoops. They go nine and three. And then they have like a seven and six type year, and then they go nine and three again. Well, what did they go last year? Seven and six. This team's going nine and three. Yeah. And that's, that's a real football team. No, they're losing. That real football team is losing to Georgia. That I'm not 20. saying they aren't. I'm not saying they aren't, but we're going to see how real they are and how real Georgia is. I don't think Georgia covers the spread. 
14 and a half. Is that right? 14 and a half. Yeah, that's a lot of points. It also just has backdoor written all over it. Yep. Um, did you all have any good or bad bets from last week? I took the week. I took a sabbatical last week until Monday, and then I made a really stupid bet, and I tried to believe in the Giants, and that didn't work. <laughs> so I guess that's my bad bet last week because the only bet I placed I lost. Yeah, I kind of didn't do a whole lot last week. I only three bets. I got lucky with Penn State. Um, a fake knee touchdown to, to cover. Um, I got lucky there. Um, in my, I should have done more. I should have played more games, I guess, because in my college football pool, I went eight and two. Yeah, you won uh, the pot last week against the spread. So, yeah. Um, I guess I should have played more games than I did, but I, I kind of took it off as well. I, it was, it was my Super Bowl here in Oxford, and um, that had all my attention. There was, I didn't need distractions last week. You know, it was all about LSU. But yeah, kind of no bad bets. Will, did you place anything? Nope. That's I it. I will say this, though, in this segment. Every Friday, one of our friends texts me for a Big Ten pick of the week. And I'm currently 5 and 0 in games telling him to bet on him some money yeah and i've asked you before to share those with me yet you haven't so i'll post them on home field tailgate twitter on friday when i make the call i can't up it to wednesday otherwise i will lose okay that's fair will's big 10 lock of the week i love it do y'all have any interesting coaching bios so we're through we're through September. Um, there may be some few coaches on the hot seat already. I mean, I, I'm keeping my you eye know. on Arkansas. I don't yeah, know. I was about to say, out. what's Sam Pittman's buyout? Because they're going to they're staring down two and five. Yeah, they, they, they got, this weekend, and they have Alabama away. Or I don't even know. It might be home. It doesn't matter. It's in, it's in Tuscaloosa. Okay. They are staring two and five in the face, and then they still have Mississippi State and uh, Auburn after that, so it could be two and seven. What a brutal stretch for Arkansas. At LSU, A&M neutral site, at Ole Miss, at Bama. Yeah. yeah that's not fun. What a four-week stretch. Uh, um, that's the one in the SEC I'm keeping my eye on. He does not. He does not make a whole lot of money. Five million dollars. Um. Mm. For the record, also, I think Mississippi State could lose out, and I don't think they're firing Arnett. So that's one of the ones I had, Mark. So, so Arnett's buyout is favored really highly towards Mississippi State. Which is fair. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a school. It's definitely uh, leans towards school. So if Arnett gets fired at the end of the year, if they, they which imagine they only fire him if he goes 0 and 8, but he's only pay, making about three to three and a half million dollars a year. And his buyout is that he would only receive half of what's left on the contract. So he'd have three years left on the contract. 
which would be what four and a half dollars per state roughly four and a half million not bad for three Maybe. years and then if he gets a defensive coordinator job whatever his salary is there is subtracted from the four and a half million and they get to pay it out over three years but realistically he'd probably command a little under a million so we'll just say a million so paying three and a half over yeah I mean, my opinion on that. Be, yeah his 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 ballot could is really really favored towards school Billy Napier has not had a good start to this year at Florida I think he gets one more year after I think they season. they can't afford to fire him it, no matter how I say that no matter how this season goes I can't see a world where they can afford a firearm. Pretty sure they're still paying Dan Mullen. Number two, yep. his buyout is 80% of whatever's left on his contract. At the end of this year, that would be $31 million or $32 million. I think it's $32 million, actually. And his contract, half of that buyout has to be in cash in the first 30 days. For him and his assistant coaches, so thirty, so within thirty days of the firing, Florida would have to pay twenty-five million dollars, roughly, to Napier and the coaching staff. I just don't think he gets fired. I mean, I don't think they can. I don't think that's possible. I just thought that was interesting. I saw that today, and I just thought that was pretty crazy. I think Jimbo's fine. Um, Tom Allen to Indiana is probably in the hot seat. I mean, who else? Like that contract, he won't get fired this year. Tom Allen. Remember it off the top of my head, but I remember reading something about it. It's like ridiculous. What about Dave Aranda? They won't fire him this year. Dana Holgerson. He's been good until now. Dana he might. Could, that could happen. They're look. They're look. They look like the worst team in the Big Twelve. They don't look Dana, good. Dana's bout. I know this. Dana's bout will be fifteen million dollars at the end of the season. Okay. And they can afford it. And then the other one that I'm looking at right now, I mean, there's Boston College's head coach, Jeff Halfley, and then Virginia Tech's head coach, Brent Pry, are the other two on this list that kind of stick Virginia out. Virginia Tech could happen. Boston Virginia College. Virginia Tech is still paying. Uh, oh, Fuente. Fuente. Virginia Tech is still paying Fuente. So I, I don't know if they can afford to, to have two bouts at the same time. They might have to. They are terrible. They are. Oklahoma State's an interesting hot seat. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, his bouts hefty too. I don't see him on the hot seat. I pretty I I can his see bout, his bout would be $25 million. Yeah, I think I they give him that. another year. I mean, just he's been there forever, you know. They won't they will not fire him. He will have to retire or I think they kind of both, I mean, I feel like it's time for a reset for both of them. Yeah. He's been there 20, 20 plus years. He's been the head coach since 05. And he was the OC there for like four years before that. So, yeah, he's been there since the turn of the century. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. Okay. Perfect. Uh, I guess mm, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely we'll, we'll go into week five review. Uh, we'll start at home, LSU at Ole Miss. And then I guess we'll, we'll run through some of these other ones. Kind of quickly, I guess. Yep. Um, this was my this is my Super Bowl every year. 
I do not like LSU. Will you openly admit it? This is the biggest game every single year. Yes, this is the biggest game every single year. Uh, this is the one I want to win. I don't like LSU or their I fans. Mean, it'll be a random Tuesday, and we're playing some non-conference basketball game in the National Anthem in college. Addison would yell, go to hell, LSU. Like, I firmly believe that I know this is your Super Bowl. Yeah, we don't like LSU. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, there's the long, rich history between Ole Miss and LSU. We can go all the way back to 1959 <laughs> uh, with the punt return for a touchdown by Billy Cannon, a rematch for the national championship in the Sugar Bowl that year where Ole Miss won 21 nothing. Uh, so long, rich history here. Um, and what a great, what a game. Ole yeah. Miss had 750 yards, give or take, of offense. Um, LSU had a ton of offense as well. They didn't have as many rushing yards as we did. Um, but they had over 400-something 400 passing yards. Um, ton of points, exciting. Um, actually, it felt like the scoring slowed down in the second half, and I guess maybe it did in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. And there were four touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um. Halftime, it was 31-28. Final score, obviously, 55-49. So, yeah, there was less scoring in the second half. A little it bit. slowed down, barely, but it slowed barely. down. Barely. Um, when Ole Miss got the stop, um, with about three minutes left, that's not right. That time's not right. Yeah, it when was. It was three stop, minutes. Okay, when we got the stop with three minutes left, I felt at that point we were winning the game. Uh, I even looked to, I think, Ty behind me, Mary Morgan next to me. I don't know if any of y'all heard me, but I said we just won the game with that stop. Uh, But then they made me stress more than I intended to (laughs) after that. I had no doubt we were going to score. When we got down there, though, I thought we were going to kick field goals time expired. Yep. We scored a touchdown and left too much time on the clock. Yep, that was the first thought that went in my head when Trey Harris scored. Everyone's going crazy, and I'm like, crap. They're going to go down and score, and we're going to lose by one point. It's such a fun game. One, That's the best atmosphere Vault uh, Hemingway's had for a while. Um, I'm trying to think of a recent game that, that rivals it. There's uh, not one recently. Oh, I thought about this this week. It seems a lot of the best endings happen in the north end zone. I had this come to my mind. So I'm going to start off with a bad one. First of all, Jacksonville State beats Ole Miss in overtime, 2010, north end zone. 2009, spike game, it ended on that end of, against LSU. It ended on that end of the field. 2012, Ole Miss game winning a kick against LSU ended on that end of the field. Sinquez Golson interception ended in the north end zone. This game ended in the north end zone. Something about that north end zone, man. I, all that just came to like, uh, just popped in my head this week. I was like, how did it? Well, how did it pop in your head to tell those LSU fans, hey, so. you should wait till the end of the game because they're giving out free food? Yeah, that, that took about two seconds. <laughs> yeah. 
He said some other things that we were we will leave off the pod. Yeah, we probably shouldn't say. Look, they deserve it. <laughs> Maybe they'll lose to Missouri this weekend. That'd be nice. I saw. I did you see that? Did y'all see that video on a on Instagram of that old LSU fan with that like bucket hat on, getting into like a uh, fight with the uh, Ole Miss fraternity students yes. or whatever. Well, you know, everybody was saying, oh, those kids, you know, they're in the wrong, throwing beer. The guy literally made first contact with them. Like, he shoved one of the kids, and then that's when they started pouring beer on him. But everybody was all, oh, kids hiding behind the fence or whatever. It's like the old man literally started the fight. Uh, Bailey Winters also said Arkansas 2021 finish was in the north end zone. It was. Also, uh, Kentucky last year in 2022 was driving to go north end zone. Will Levis, (laughs) sack, fumble. That was north end zone, too. Every game needs to end in the north end zone, it sounds like. Oh, man. But, no, awesome game. Um, So much fun. Probably the best game I've been to, like, as an Ole Miss fan ever. It was incredible. Um, Storming the field was pretty cool, too. Yeah, it was just a great experience. Will, I wish you wore your watch so we could know your heart rate. Defense has got to get better. I hope we learned that our defense needs – well, uh, we learned – defense learned uh, – I don't know how I'm trying to even say this. I, I, well, the de- I, yeah. I awaken the experience for the defense to play better. If they you have Miss's defense against Bama and this week's LSU's offense, Ole Miss versus LSU's offense, I don't know if anyone in the country is beating that team. We'll see. Um, Thankfully, we have some games that aren't, you know, like gimmies, but Arkansas, Auburn, and Vanderbilt are the three games up next for Ole Miss. That gives the defense some time to figure some stuff out before A&M and Georgia. You really have no excuse to be going – you should be walking into your home stadium against AM seven and one. Mm-hmm. Not saying it's going to happen. I mean, we don't know. Auburn yep. gets weird beer things happen in Jordan here. You are better than every single team. You are better than yeah. those, those three teams. We're going to be favored by by double digits in all those. Probably not the Auburn game, but for sure the. I bet you. I bet you that line opens as like us a five and a half point favorite. Yeah. That's because it's down there. Yeah, that that uh, I give Auburn like a seven point line for Jordan Hare, seven point bump. That place is tough. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Should we rapid fire react through these next games? I think we should. A and M Arkansas. That game, the box box score seems a little bit closer than it actually was because Arkansas got a pick six. In the second half, for the most part, I felt like a and controlled the entire game. Arkansas down several key players after this game, too. Yep. This was kind of not quite the nail in the coffin, but they're getting lowered in. Freshman freshman tight end got hurt. Mm-hmm. Their starter. Um, Offensive yeah. line's an issue for them, too. It, I know seemed, KJ like, it seemed like good. A&M was dominating that game for the most part. Yeah, yeah. it did. Tennessee, Tennessee. Super Bowl. Tennessee, South Carolina. I didn't watch this game, but I was I was keeping up with it, you know, in the VOD, kind of checking the score whenever, whenever it was in the stadium. And 
when I saw the last time until I checked and saw it was 41 20, this was like a one score game. Like, did Tennessee just go off in like the third and fourth quarter? I didn't watch. I just looked up and saw the same thing. It was 17 to 10, and then it was 41 to 20. Yeah, I was like, what happened? <laughs> I knew Rattler threw a pick six, and he had under 200 yards of passing. Like, he, he did not have a great game. Um, but. I think we wrote off Tennessee slightly too soon. I think they're going to have a say in the East. But um, honestly, the SEC is just like a collection of meh this year. Yep. So you really don't know which meh is going to rise above the next. Addison, why did you make that face? I don't think it's meh. I think you just have some inconsistent play here and there. Um, Pretty meh. You can make it hard to handicap at times. But I think all the teams are good. I think it's a lot of good. I think there are um, – I mean, Georgia, Kentucky, Tennessee, A&M, Bama, Ole Miss, LSU, Missouri are eight really good football teams um, that if you put them against anyone from 10 to 25 in the country – They'd give them a game on a neutral site because you're going to have a less than three-point spread um, against any of those opponents on a neutral site. So um, I I think it's really good above-average football teams, uh, but maybe few elite. That's fair. Uh, Moving on, this game was on Friday night, I believe. Louisville at NC State. Louisville still five and out. They got a big game this week, don't they? They play Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Yep, undefeated Louisville hosting Notre Dame. Yep. I have nothing much to say about that game. If not, I didn't, if, I didn't see any of it. Okay. Moving forward, Oregon State beats Utah twenty-one fourteen. Cam Rising still not playing. Starting to think maybe he just takes medical redshirt, sits out this year, comes back for the Big Twelve next year. I don't know, like. Something I've started to think about for Utah. Maybe. Oregon State's good defensively, not very good offensively. They aren't awful on offense either, though. They're they're competent. <sighs> well, I'm not a they DJ. run the ball. They run I know, the ball. They play, they play good on the line of scrimmage. I know Oregon State's head coach is an alum. He played there. But if Michigan State calls, do you think he takes the job? Uh, it depends what other jobs are open. I, I Michigan State's a now bottom half Big Ten job. So, but then no, again, it's a Oregon Big Ten State's job, a Mount Pac two job. It's yeah, Oregon State's a Mount West program after this year. So that's just kind of what you got to think about. There is that for sure. What? Are oh, they're going to be in the Mountain West, or is that not for sure? Program? Not for sure, but Mountain West caliber. That's the type of money they're going to be getting. Yeah, is there any chance they could get in with someone else? I I I've seen some stuff that the Big Twelve could take them, because so the way it works is that none of the Pac twelve schools that have left get this current year's portion of the money, which is like four hundred fifty million dollars. So technically, that money will be split between Washington State and Oregon State. So that's a lot of money. So the Big Twelve hold can on, say, "Hey, hold on. you." Four hundred and fifty million dollars split between two schools. Yes, 
Well, they did the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my point is then they vote to like, then I, it's, I can't, I'm not going to get into it. It's some legal thing. I read it somewhere, but they get that money. But then if the big 12 takes them, then the big 12 can take that money and then give them a spot on the boat. All of the money or do they get to keep a portion? I don't know. That's, they probably get like that's one probably what's being talked about right now. 16 of that. And the rest would go to the Big 12 and be disputed in across the rest of the teams. I get like that's just I don't know anything, but that's what I think would happen. Just a theory, and that's why I think it's kind of waiting. It's kind of dragging along. They're trying to figure out how to do this. Dang. It's a lot moving, of money. moving on to uh Kentucky. Having Florida come into town, games I wish I bet on. Kentucky wins 33-14. Is, based off your book, it was anywhere between half a point to a point and a half in Kentucky's favor. 33-14. Mm-hmm. to 14. Absolute beatdown. That running back, who, what's his name, Will? I'm just guessing you know. Ray Davis. He's pretty dang good. Kentucky dominated this game. Yep. 33 to 14 is not as close as the game was. And they ran all over Florida. Oh, for sure. I don't have any thoughts on this. Florida's bad at football. Kentucky is mad at football. Devin Leary's still mid, but their running game is pretty great, or at least it was versus Florida. That's all I really have to say. What about Florida and Vanderbilt play this weekend? That is awful television. Yeah, is that the 11 o'clock or is it like the 330 SEC network? That's a bad – I have no idea, but that's a bad football team against a high school team. The bad college team will win. Line is at 18 and a half, I believe. Yeah, give me it. You want Florida? Yes. Okay. Uh, this game was pretty crazy. USC 48 at Colorado 41. Uh, USC led either 35 to 10 or 35 to 7 at one point in this yep. football game. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I guess they checked out. I don't know. Um, Colorado came all the way back and had a chance, if they would have got an onside kick, they would have a chance to tie the game at the end. At the end. USC, I mean, Lincoln Riley just took Oklahoma's offense, no defense to the West Coast. Even less defense now. Yep. Uh, who's the OC, Will? He was the same one he had at Oklahoma. Um, He didn't have an OC technically at Oklahoma. It's well, weird. They well, don't. This guy was with him at Oklahoma. He's with him at USC. As Are you talking OC. about defensive coordinator? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought you said offensive coordinator. No, 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 no. Alex Grinch. Grinch. That's right. He needs to fire that kid. I mean, I, over time and time again, his teams have bad defenses. Even when their to, defenses were okay, they get in the playoffs and they get boat raced because they can't stop anyone. Not to hijack the point about that, I completely agree. But I don't think Lincoln Riley is going to have to fire him at USC because part of me wonders if there's a certain package arrangement that's about to happen with them two, Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley, to the Chicago Bears. Just uh, 
little food for thought. What message boards are you reading, Will? Lincoln Riley would not work in the NFL. It was something that was mentioned on a uh, – I think Jimmy Johnson said something about it or something like that, like an NFL guy. It's just like, a little – Just to, to get clicks, he said it on live. No, there's no I, sources on that. There's no source. I'm just – it's just a fun little hypothetical. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, we can revisit this in, uh, I guess, just, uh, January, and we'll see. Just a little – this little mm-hmm. nugget. You this know? little nugget. Yeah. I don't know. It's a classic Lincoln Riley. Lane Kiffin to USC. Stop. Great on <laughs> offense. Shitty on defense. Can make it to the playoff, but gets boat raced. That's just Lincoln Riley. He literally took Oklahoma to the West Coast, I think is what you said earlier. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, he did. He did. And they're just more finesse and less physical now. Won't win you football games against elite competition. They're going to struggle in the Big Ten playing this style of football. I agree. I got news for Penn State, Michigan. Hell, teams like Iowa. (laughs) Rip Iowa, by the way. Their offensive coordinator is getting fired. They scored 26 points this week. Well, their quarterback's out for the season, so – he sucked anyway. Maybe, yeah, may yeah, he wasn't that good, but still, it may be a blessing. How many points are they averaging right now? I could not tell you. My Iowa, big goose egg two weeks ago. Points per game. Gosh, we guys, but they we also had a game with 40 something, so. They are projected to finish at 18.8 right now. You know what's funny, though, too, is that uh, I don't know if you know this, but Michigan State only scored one touchdown in that game against Iowa last week. It was 26 to 16. They kicked three field goals, Michigan State did, and they had a fumble return for a touchdown. (laughs) Iowa's offense is so bad they can't score points, and then they give up points. It's it honestly, and that's the thing is like it's actually embarrassing because Iowa's defense is actually incredible, and it has been for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just such a waste. I feel bad for Phil Park. Phil Parker, he needs to get out. Give him the Michigan State job. But uh, Clemson covered over Syracuse. Uh, blah blah blah. Well, Texas, Texas destroys Kansas. Texas they, murdered they, Kansas, a, didn't, Kansas didn't have their starting quarterback. Yeah. Baylor beats UCF by one point in Orlando. I read somewhere that, like, apparently the student section and it fell out for this game for UCF, and they were getting all sort of heat on it on Twitter. Really? Because I thought they had, like, a – The bounce house, man. Yeah. I believe uh, Brent Chapin came back for this game. And obviously, Plumley got hurt. I guess mm-hmm. Plumley's been hurt so, since like week. Plumley, three. Plumley's been hurt. He didn't play at all. Yeah. So Plum, they Baylor starting quarterback came back. US UCS was out. I mean, that was kind of expected. I thought Baylor was going to win this game by more, to be honest. But 
I think they had a late comeback. I can't. I think it was actually a pretty crazy ending. Yeah, it was. Oh. I saw that. Yeah. Interesting yeah. game in the SEC. Georgia 27 and Auburn 20. Georgia needed the fourth quarter to win this game. Um, Auburn, the gave them a, Auburn gave them a test. Yeah, I mean, Georgia just – Brother Hughes calling plays now. so slow every week. It's just – I just attribute this game to Jordan Hare. They kept it close. Okay. And Brock Bowers won this game. If Brock Bowers was not suiting up for Georgia, they lose this game. Yeah, Brock Bowers is going to be a problem for Ole Miss. He's going to have like a Kyle Pitts kind of game in 2020 versus Ole Miss. Five touchdowns, 180 yards. It's going to be tough. Georgia also struggles stopping the run. Auburn yeah. had some pretty effective run plays against them. So that'll be interesting to see because they do have a chance. Ray Davis is a good back. I think we'll get to the picks. I think they answered that bell, but they got to get that. They got to get that fixed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Moving forward, uh, Missouri undefeated. Talk about a guy who was kind of on the hot seat going into this season with uh, Coach Drink. And I mean, now Missouri's ranked five and zero. Things are good in Columbus, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Where? Oh, Columbia. Not, yeah, Columbia. I said Columbus. That's my bad. Yeah, I thought, I, you, when I hear Columbus, I get they've got a big game this week. Tricky. They do. If they beat LSU and get to six and zero. I just don't see them beating LSU. We'll get there, but yeah. I don't either. I agree. I don't either, but uh, if they do, Missouri's cooking. They are. I don't know if they can score enough. They can't. They have a very good wide receiver, though, Missouri. Yep. His, his name escapes me, but he was like a five-star recruit. Luther Burden. Year. Luther Burden, five-star recruit last year. Um, and just didn't play that well. I think that there was some speculation that maybe he was going to transfer, but he's really put on a show this season so far. Yeah, I think he leads the SEC in receiving yards. Yep. If not, he's up there at the top. West Virginia 24 at TCU 21. West Virginia has brought back the running game. Yep. No one's seat was hotter than Neil Brown's before the season. Absolutely. Started. Yeah. And um, only loss is to Penn State. Uh, and West Virginia is playing pretty darn good football. Yep. I still, once again, say we need to take a home field tailgate trip to West Virginia because that would be awesome. 100%. Neil Brown might find himself in the Big 12 Coach of the Year conversation if they keep this up. Possible. Just saying. Because, I mean, I, I foresee Oklahoma's downfall coming, and you're not going to give it to Steve Sarkeesian. Well, I guess you could. I guess he hasn't won one yet, but just Neil Brown has really – he went from someone we – he went from someone we should have been discussing in that buyout segment to, yep. to being on a cool seat. Yeah. yeah. West Virginia is at Houston tomorrow. So oh, yeah. That's a good Thursday night game. Dana Holgerson returns, or I guess yeah. it's in Houston. And then they, they host Oklahoma State at UCF, host BYU. Uh, one. At Oklahoma, eight nine and one. At Baylor, they could win out. They're not going to, but they 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 could they could win out. But this schedule screams eight and four, nine and three. Nine and three. I would say nine and three. Yep. 
moving forward. Uh, they could lose a the game they aren't supposed to, but yeah. Did we skip Notre Dame, Duke? We did, but Notre Dame uh, won. I didn't watch the game. the game. Did you watch it? No, but I know Duke's quarterback got hurt. Yeah, and he that did. Affect some things down the road. Um, but Notre Dame pulled one out at the very end. Kind of, I mean, I know Notre Dame needed the end to escape also, and now mm-hmm. Notre Dame's got to turn around and play Louisville. Mm-hmm. Louisville. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alabama forty dominated Mississippi State. It's care of business. Only they have their first yeah. passing touchdown against Alabama since Dak Prescott. 2014. Nine years. Little fun fact. That's embarrassing. Uh, Washington, a little scare at Arizona. Squeaks away, winning 31 24. Uh, yeah. yeah. Nothing mm. to add. All right, should we get this into is this also week? a game I want to go to. We'll start week six preview. We'll start. We'll get into our uh, preview. Yep. Games I would agree. This is a game that's on my bucket list for sure. Same bucket list. Oklahoma plus six and a half versus Texas at the Cotton Bowl Stadium. Over under 60 and a half. Uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma's been scoring. Jeff Levy's been calling some good games. They've been putting up some points. Dylan Gabriel's playing well. Mm-hmm. Um. Are you surprised Texas is as big of a favorite as they are, Will Thomas? I'll start. No, it should be bigger. Okay. I mean, I am surprised. It should be – this is not going to be a close game. Oklahoma has fooled people. They – what, they beat Cincinnati, a very mass Cincinnati team, 20-6. to They were – it was a three-point game against SMU midway through the fourth quarter, and they blew it open towards the end. And who am I missing that they beat? Oh, they beat Iowa State, who lost to Ohio. I mean, whoop-de-doo. Texas is legit. Texas is a national title contender. Oklahoma is an Alamo Bowl contender. Pretender. You think Oklahoma's a pretender? Completely. And okay. you, that will be found out quickly. I, I said – Texas 45, OU 10. September's for pretenders. October is for contenders, as the great Brian Kelly once said. I'm going to resonate what Will said. I don't think it's a 45-10 kind of blowout, but I think Oklahoma loses, like, decisively two scores. Like, you know, anywhere from, like, 10 to 17 is kind of where my head goes for this one. I like Texas to win this game decisively. Uh, I'll say 31-24, 35-24 maybe, some of that ballpark. All right, first about SEC the same matchup. As, about the same as the Bama game. Yeah, first SEC matchup that we have to pick. Two loss, LSU, going on the road to uh, undefeated Missouri. That sounds weird saying um, LSU is a five and a half point favorite over under points, 64 and a half. Will Holloma, you go first. Over by a good bit. Um, I think LSU bounces back. I just think that they're better offensively. And I think LSU's defense will make some slight adjustments because you can't play nearly as bad as they did against. Ole Miss. They missed something like 
I heard somewhere or read somewhere they missed 30 tackles. That's just embarrassing. So I think they're going to get off the mat uh, and win not quite the shootout level that we saw in Oxford, but I said LSU 44, Missouri 34. So LSU covers. Yeah, I like LSU. I I wrote in here 41 to 31. Uh, I've already got LSU in a teaser. I'll tell you all more about that later. Yeah. Um, Because you get them as as a pick. I think it was right at six when I got it. Um, uh, Yeah, I think LSU bounces back. Missouri might be a little bit of that pretender. We'll see, though. I I, I wouldn't be shocked if Missouri wins this football game. At all, no, I agree. I, I, I could, I see the. Uh, I would kind of be shocked if Missouri won this game. Honestly, it's in Columbia. It's eleven a.m. It, it it would just be LSU not getting up off the mat, which would certainly be reasonable considering their title. Uh, chances are dead. Not their SEC West title, but their national title. I don't know. I think that Brian Kelly can convince them that they win the SEC, that they're going to the tournament. Yeah, their title chances aren't dead. Yeah. they. I mean, if they went out, they still have – Alabama. A&M, Alabama. A&M, Florida. Georgia. Uh, if they yeah. beat A&M, Alabama, and Georgia and don't lose anymore, I have a hard time thinking that as an SEC champion, losing to a Florida State team who's probably going to go undefeated and an Ole Miss team who is – Hopefully going to go 10 and 2, 9 and 3 around there. Those two losses both away. Like, I have a hard time thinking that they're out. Yeah. I think they're out. I think there's going to be too much. I think there's going to be too many zero or one loss teams at the top for 11 and 2 LSU to sneak in. We'll see. I think, I think they're out because I think they'll lose again. But mathematically and resume speaking, if they went out and win this seat, they're they're going to be in the final four. I would agree with that. But I don't think that's happened, so we don't have to worry about it. All right. So now we have Kentucky getting 14 and a half, going to Athens to play Georgia. Over under is set at 48 and a half. Addison Harbor, we'll let you kick it off. Um. Twenty-seven, twenty-one, twenty-four, seventeen, something like that. Georgia kicks two field goals and three touchdowns, or a field goal and a touchdown, and wins. I don't think they cover fourteen points. Well, you know, Georgia is zero four and one against the spread this year. Which is yeah, crazy. they. <laughs> So oh I think Georgia's going to win, but I don't think they're going to cover. I think I'm changing my pick. Points. Yeah, I forgot Georgia has not covered this. <laughs> they haven't covered this year. No, they've got they've had some big big numbers against lesser opponents, but still, like. So is Georgia worse than Vegas thinks they are? Vegas, yes. have, they've got back to back national championships behind their name, and. Uh, Everyone's giving them more credit than they should. Yeah, but also the public, for the most part, is just going to be like, oh, Georgia's going to cover. I'm going to bet on Georgia, you know? 
just for matchups here, this is going to be the biggest 13 to three blowout in the history of football. It's, these stats are going to be so lopsided. But I like Georgia here. Kentucky just does not win these types of games. Mark Stoops has been there for 10 years. They don't win this game. He's no cover. They'll put up – everybody will see that score and they'll be like, dang, they held Georgia to 13 points. But they're not going to be able to score three. Yeah, they're not going to be able to score. Dogs. Thomas, UK covers, Georgia wins. I like it. Same. I shouldn't put scores behind these. I like um, scores. They're fun. Let's see. I'm going to tab this down. Okay. Washington State plus three and a half at UCLA. Uh, I was like, what? What's what was that? This is fishy line of the week. Fishy line. Washington State undefeated at UCLA. This is where the cannibalization begins. UCLA, UCLA. Yeah, I think UCLA beats Washington State. Okay. Outright. Um, outright. I mean, they're they're favored. Do they cover the three and a half? I said they do. Goal. I said I said 28-24. Um, yeah, I just <clears throat> the, the I'm very home heavy with my picks. Unless I think you're just flat out head and shoulders better than you, I'm going to pick the home team nine times out of ten, as will be evident with my next couple picks. So um, Washington State's getting seventy-one percent of the bets, but sixty-three percent of the money. So it's a plus eight differential for UCLA. Um, Sharps like UCLA. Yep. UCLA's got a pretty fun quarterback. And I know that Cam Ward's pretty good too, but home team, close game with a better, not better, but a really good quarterback. I'm going to go with UCLA as well. Yeah, this is one of those where, you know, this team has in Washington State's kind of come out of nowhere. Now all eyes are on them. Yep. And um, when it's time to, to show up, I don't think they show up here. All right, well, I'm going to let you intro this game because I just feel like you're extra passionate about it. It's not that I'm passionate. I don't like either of these teams. But Texas A&M has a really, really good defensive line, probably the best defensive line in the SEC. And they're playing someone with a really, really bad offensive line with a quarterback who can't throw intermediate routes. Bama's not going to be able to run the football. He's not going to have time to throw. I personally, when I typed in my – I said Texas A&M 24, Bama 13. I don't know. I mean, I I could be completely wrong. You look up in this game's 40 to 14 and Alabama's back, and we, we overdid this, but – I just don't know how Bama's going to score. Um, and I think Texas A&M will be able to scheme their way to some points. I mean – Because quite frankly, I don't know how they're going to score Almost with Milrose quarterback last year. Huh? A&M almost won with Milrow at quarterback for Alabama last year. Yeah, and A&M was worse. Yeah. A lot worse. 
And Man, it was in I I hate that this line is one and a half. I hate it. I wish it were two and a half or three. Because I think Bama wins, but I think it's by one point. Like I think that AM's gonna find a way to cover. Oh I don't like your odds with that, but That happens. I'll it seems it does seem Jimbo back. has Saban's number a little bit, based off the last two seasons. So, um, I think Alabama wins a tight one. Yeah, that's why oh, I hate it. it's one and a half. Oh, I'm staying away from this game. Staying I'm not away, placing staying anything on it. Station. I was. Th- I've been thinking it's in Bryant Denny. It's in College Station. Oh, I'm going to stick with Bama, but if A&M wins, obviously I won't be shocked. I'd be very happy if A&M won. Mm. We need it. We need A&M to win. Keep us alive for the West. Yep. We need some help. We need some help. All right, Central Florida plus one and a half at Kansas over under 64 and a half. May play this over even with two backup quarterbacks. Don't say Central Florida. That offends their fans. Okay. Just uh, for clarification for anybody. It's I true. Think, I work with I think Kansas. Alum. So I, I think Kansas wins, but if John Rise is playing and uh, Kansas quarterback is not, then I think UCF wins. If both are playing backups, Kansas wins. If both are playing starters, Kansas wins. Only way UCF wins is if JRP plays – and Kansas has a backup. I'll take UCF to cover. I only have a sky on this one. So as of right now, I take Kansas. But that can change on injury situation. I picked Kansas because they're the home team. I like it. Logic. (laughs) I like it, Will. Notre Dame minus six and a half at Louisville. This is Friday night, correct? No, this is tomorrow. I mean, this is uh uh Saturday, I thought. Okay. Okay. I'll look. I'll I'll confirm. I'm looking right now. Y'all talk about it. I got it. Um, Saturday at six. Louisville covers. Notre Dame wins. And I'll be right back. I'll go ahead and say my upset of the week pick is this. Louisville. Find yourself. Louisville's just solid all around. And I feel like Louisville's slightly better than Duke. Okay. I like Lou. I'm a big fan of Jack Brom. You saw what he did at Purdue. You saw what he did at Purdue, and you see what Purdue is doing now. Without, yeah, it's just it's year one. You know, this is in Louisville. This place is going to be insane. And as I said before. I'm typically going to pick the home team. Yep. When it comes to these types of games. So I think Louisville shakes things up and they take down Notre Dame. That would be a, a kick in the gut to Notre Dame. Made it in their playoff hopes. It would. You're on You're muted, muted, guys. Madison. My bad. I'm definitely going to play Louisville in a teaser this weekend. Yeah, I think that this is a one-score game. 
I think it's yep. going to be really fun. I'm kind of upset that we kick off at the same time because I'm not going to be able to watch it live. Uh, but alas, I'll keep up with it. Yes. Now getting to Homefield Tollgate's game of the week. Game of the week. Game of the week. <laughs> Arkansas plus 11 and a half at Ole Miss over under 63 and a half. Go ahead and tell you I like the over. I think I do too. I like the over. I think that's a good bet. Are they serving barbecue at the Pike County tent this week? Uh, I believe so. Okay. Someone did say they were bringing a uh, There will be a nice barbecue on display in Vaughn Hemingway Stadium at 630. This is going to be a bloodbath. I don't think it's close. I think it's done from the beginning of the game. I think Arkansas is about to – this is their final – Nail in the coffin. I put what, the line's 11 and a half. I think Ole Miss wins by 30. So I'm going to say Arkansas covers right now. I do have Arkansas in a teaser already, <laughs> plus 17. Uh, this game's just always close, always weird. KJ Jefferson's going to play it hard. Close last year? Was it close last year? What? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't it was close last year. 42 to was, 7 was, at halftime. Yeah, in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. Arkansas shows up against Ole Miss for whatever. We're their Super Bowl, it seems. Uh, well, we also had what Ole Miss had coach distractions. I think they're starting to have some coach distractions too, and they have key injuries. Just saying, their offensive line. No, I agree. They, I agree. As Sam Pittman said, they literally don't have hands. They have several offensive linemen that are in cast, and they can't block. Yeah. I'm going to say 45 to 31. That's covering. 31 points. 45 to 31. Is that what you said? That's yeah, covering. Cover. I have Ole Miss 44-27. I think Ole Miss covers. Arkansas still scores some points. I guess 51. I've got Ole Miss covering. 51-20. I guess I've got us covering. I'll talk me into Can't wait to read Hogville after the game. The way you feel about LSU – I mean, don't get me wrong. LSU is my most important game of the year. But this is a low-key sneak, sneaky hatred for me is Arkansas. Just saying. Yeah. I'm going to have some fun on Twitter after the game. Yeah. There's teams like Alabama. We just don't beat them at Brian Denny. We don't beat them a lot at all. LSU, we rarely win down there. And we've only beat them twice when we since I've been alive, but we do beat them at home a decent amount. You know, I'm not mad when we lose to LSU. I'm just upset. Because you know, I hate Arkansas more than I hate Mississippi State. Yeah, we should beat Arkansas all we the should. time. Not all the time. They're more equal to us than oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Us in Arkansas should probably split more often than not, but which we do. We should beat them every time we play them at home for sure. Oh, yeah. I would agree with that. Fayetteville's low-key a tough place to play. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. the loudest – when I was there in 2020, that's the loudest 16,000 group I've ever been around. I kind of wonder if they were piping in noise above the limits. 
but they do have a low key disdain for Ole Miss, and I think it goes back to Houston Nut, but and the fact Kiffin pretty much told them, "I'm taking Ole Miss over you." Yes, that too. What he said. It's going to be interesting to see where they go for the next head coach. Well, they shocked everyone with Pittman last time. I think uh, I kind of have a gut feeling that it could be uh, a former Ole Miss offensive coordinator. Really? Levy. I think Levy would do very well there. I know you're not a big fan of Levy, but I think their teams would have a lot of penalties. <laughs> Unless he's he's gotten better about it, uh, and they'd be undisciplined. He's a very organized coach. I think and people like working for him. I think he'd be able to attract a very good staff and he'd be very organized. You can question your discipline things. I think that's more of a I don't know. I haven't watched much Oklahoma football, so I don't know if that's actually a thing. I haven't either. Not this year. I'm just know what I saw at Ole Miss. <clears throat> Maybe that's a Kiffin issue, though. Uh, if you watched Levy. last night, if you watched last Saturday, you that's saw true. The true. Maybe it was a Kiffin thing and not a Levy thing. Well, all right, we got some all do your teasers. You go ahead, Addison, or do you want me to go? Because I just have one. You can go ahead. My teaser of the week is Kentucky plus 20 and a half and Louisville plus 12 and a half. But really good about both of those games. I mean, Will's upset of the, or Will's already said his upset of the week is Louisville beating Notre Dame outright. And then we've already talked about Georgia being 0 4 and 1 against the spread this year. Their offense is pretty complacent at times. Their defense is still great. So I think Kentucky definitely holds it within 20 and a half. Yeah, so I've got uh, I've got two. I like that, okay. Thomas. Um, I also I have Kentucky in one of mine, so I'll start with there. Kentucky plus twenty and a half, and Arkansas plus seventeen. Um, that's just a lot of points in SEC games. Texas pick them and LSU pick them. So Texas and LSU went outright. Um, I'll just flow into my lock of the weeks. I don't really know, like. There's not a whole lot I really like this week, but two kind of stick out to me. One, I I hope Mississippi State's good enough to get up off the mat and beat up on Western Michigan. This may be their last chance to do so. So I think they can cover 20 and a half as long as they come out the gate hot. They come out the gate sleepy. It's 11 a.m., maybe a little weary. But I think I think State should definitely beat Western Michigan by 20 and a half points. Um, I like Rutgers plus 13 and a half at Wisconsin. Mm. Well, I was expecting maybe a, a comment or a... Well, I'm thinking because it's almost like Vegas is good at their job because that's exactly around how the I would see that game going. I think Wisconsin wins by 10 to 14. Which is of course right in that, and obviously. So the I line would, I, opened. The line opened at fourteen and a half, and Rutgers got juiced, and Vegas let the line drop. They didn't hold it like they did the LSU Ole Miss line last week. They they what dropped. Times it. the game. 
Uh, what time is the game? Yes. Uh, 11 a.m. Yeah, I kind of like that. That's fine. I don't feel strongly enough in either way, but it's about right where I'd have it. My yeah. lock of the week, I'm staying in the Big Ten. I'm not claiming this is my Big Ten lock of the week, so those here. Maybe it will be, maybe it won't. But Michigan is playing Minnesota in Minneapolis. Minnesota, I don't know if you knew this or not, because we, we've been off the pod for two weeks. They lost to the worst Big Ten team I've ever seen in my life in overtime, Northwestern. And then they struggled with the Raging Cajuns last week. So <clears throat> Michigan's beating everybody 31-7, to as someone joked. So I think they're going to win this game around 31-7. to So obviously that's a cover. Okay. Um, I love UNC minus eight and a half versus Syracuse. This game is at home in Chapel Hill. Syracuse is four and one, but if you look at who they've beaten, it's no be impressive. They just got the doors blown off of them by Clemson, 31 to 14. I like North Carolina to score a lot of points and easily cover the eight and a half line. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I don't think I have – oh, I have a wrong team favored, actually. Old Dominion at Southern Miss. I think Old Dominion's better. Southern Miss is bad. Will Hall might find himself out of a job at the end of the season. Did you see Will the Hall. athletic trader came out and said, like, we're disappointed in the football program too? Yeah, Not that's that's how you. That's uh, called a coffin, right there. Yeah, that's. Uh, so what podcast I was listening to referred to it as he just got kneecapped. <laughs> I mean, he just got pulled. I mean, like wrench straight to the shin. I don't know. I can't think of something. Mm-hmm. So my uh, wrong team favored was tonight, and they're currently down twenty three to fourteen. But. I love myself some Rich Rod every once in a while. The Jacksonville State Gamecocks facing Middle Tennessee State on ESPNU right now, in case you're wondering. This is kind of a cop-out. The line I saw was Texas Tech minus one. I think Baylor should be favored in this game. I think Baylor is starting to figure it out, and they're about to go on a little mini run throughout the Big 12. Okay. Shapin's healthy. They started off really slow, but I think they're figuring it out. The, and as people call that game, it's BU against TT, so it's the butt game. It's the butt game. So, favorite over under? I'll start because I do the same thing every single week. I find the Iowa game and I pick the under. And I believe mm-hmm. by doing that, I, I've only lost once and it would have been last week against Michigan State. So, the over-under this week is against Perdon. It's 38 and a half. Take the under. I like TC, not TCU, LSU versus Missouri over 64 and a half. 
I like that. I like that. I like Colorado, Arizona State over 60. I also like Ole Miss, Arkansas to go over 63 and a half. I like that too. That's a good one. That's good. Yeah. Usually I have usually there's an under I like somewhere, but I like the OU Texas under. I may like the Vanderbilt Florida under 52. But I could convince myself Graham Mertz looks like Caleb Williams out there against Vandy. You think they get they? I think you could blindfold a team and they could beat Vanderbilt. Okay, but can Florida might score forty? Is Vanderbilt going to score two touchdowns? Yeah. Probably not. We'll see. What Florida team is going to show up? Surely, surely they cover versus Vanderbilt, right? This is a revenge game. <laughs> Remember the, the orderly field storm where Vandy students walked onto the field from the steps? Oh, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Revenge game for Billy Napier. And also, can we talk about how Anthony Richardson actually looks like a competent NFL quarterback? He looks pretty good, dude. They're using him well, and Jonathan Taylor's coming back now. Mm-hmm. Keep it on the Colts. Well, underdog pick. I already said mine. Same. Luck of the Irish. Down go the Irish. Yeah, like I said, I like Old Dominion. Uh, other than that, I don't know if I – Well, what about Purdue at Iowa? What about it? What do you think? Don't ask me to pick a winner of an Iowa game. <laughs> I just picked the over-under. Okay. <laughs> that that that's like, yeah, you can't you can't pick that. Oh. Uh, a one that maybe I'm I'm it's a big line, but I'm it, this team has been quietly rolling over everybody. I almost this could be my Big Ten lock of the week, but I'm not saying. Maryland is a 20 point dog at Ohio State. You think they went That's out? That's a right? lot of points. I'm not saying they are. I'm just saying they have quietly been steamrolling everybody they've been playing. And Talua is a pretty good quarterback. Talia, yeah. I can't I can't say names. Tua's little bro. Yes, Tua's little bro is a good quarterback. <laughs> and they've just been quietly just been, you know. Slow and steady like the turtle the turtles been. The Terps. Just something. I'm I'm staying away from it, but just something to keep your eye on. Okay. Kentucky, Kentucky, Missouri, and Oklahoma would not be bad teams to sprinkle a little money line on. Just for fun. Yeah. A little free play if you got it. Uh-huh. You're burning money if you're picking OU. I kind of hope Oklahoma wins just because of how confident I do too. <laughs> yeah, I'm very. I've never been. I, I, that's the lock of the week. Texas is your lock of the week. This. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say Texas. I might. That may be the first. I'll put money on that game. <laughs> Please do. Oh, 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 oh! Oklahoma's a lock now. <laughs> Will, if you put money on Texas, I am hammering Oklahoma money line. <sighs> I guess we'll have to find out next week if I do or not. I guess we will. All right, Will, close us out. 
Well, it's going to be an interesting weekend. <laughs> Thanks to all 12 of y'all. Hook them. <laughs>